Hello and welcome to Selective Hearing. Today, I just wanna talk to you about reactions and responses. And I thought that this would be like a really good thing to discuss because we often talk about how we listen to ourselves, how we're responding to ourselves, how we're reacting in certain situations. And we discuss like ways to kind of combat that. I wanted to just kind of like go a little deeper with what it means to be reactive and what it means to be like responsive and my own personal history with being like a very reactive person. So I have openly shared that I had a very traumatic childhood and as a result of that, I developed some very unhealthy habits for a long time in my life was not very accountable for my behavior and I really didn't even know how to change it. And for a long time, I didn't even really know the why or understand like what the contributing factors were and how to like move through those spaces and become healthy. So like I was, let me tell you, like when I was younger, I was very much a fighter. And like by a fighter, I mean like I was violent with my words. I was very violent in nature. I would respond to my feelings with very explosive, I'll say very explosive and reactive outbursts. And if I felt hurt or if I felt wronged or if I felt angry or even if I was having conversations and didn't know how to like express myself properly in moments like in in certain situations the first thing that I would resort to would be violence like I would violently attack you verbally and um there was plenty of occasions where things escalated with me to something physical and I mean like I have been in so many physical fights that I actually at one point in my life was charged with battery and bodily harm against another person and I had to go to jail and I had to go to court and I had to literally fight for my life so that I would not go to jail or prison for something that I had done because I just had no self-control and I still even because the night that I got into a fight I still didn't even then in that moment right away say hey I have a problem I need to figure out what's going on with me and I need to figure out how to stop this and how to be a better person I for a long time even justified my actions in that moment simply because the person who I got into a physical altercation with put their hands on me first. So I justified my response or reaction to that as you hit me first. So that gave me the right to physically violate you in a manner that put you in the back of an ambulance and put me into a jail situation. That, um... It's not something that I'm proud of, but like I want to openly share that, especially with listeners that, you know, may be struggling with the same thing, like maybe feeling like, yeah, why is it that when I meet my emotions, whatever those emotions may be, I feel like the first way to resolve them is by yelling at somebody or screaming at somebody or cutting somebody down with my words to the point where I can like destroy a person's self-esteem and sense of self-identity and worth and everything else. Or why do I feel like it's okay for me when I'm upset to put my hands on a person as a way of communicating my needs or trying to get my way in the situation. So I want to say like 15, maybe 16 years ago, I was like in my early 20s. 
I was leaving a nightclub situation with one of my friends and she was on the phone arguing with another girl. I was driving the car and like the entire time that they were having this like verbal altercation, I was getting angrier and angrier. And like, I ended up taking the phones out her hand and screaming into the phone. Like, I don't remember what I said, but I know it was, it was vicious. Like I started screaming into the phone at the girl who she was talking to. I was completely out of control. I hung up the phone. I, you know, threw my friend's phone at her and I continued to take her home. I was in such a state of rage that I did not even realize that the girl who we both were arguing with on the phone was following us from the same nightclub that we had left. I didn't even know that the girl was in the same club with us until we left and um, that there had been like little things happening throughout the night between her and my friend. As I proceeded, you know, to pull into my friend's neighborhood and up to her house, a car rammed into the back of my car. And I didn't even know that the car that was ramming me was the girl that we were arguing with. So I um, got out my car, or I stopped my car to assess the damage, find out why we got in an accident and, you know, all this stuff. And I was honestly getting out of my car at that point, ready to fight because why did you just hit my car? And my friend jumps out the car and she takes off running towards the car that hit me and she begins fighting with the girl. So as they're fighting, I'm trying to break the fight up and um, I'm yelling, I'm screaming, I'm mad I'm and all these different things. I'm not, I'm not problem solving. I'm not trying to, you know, deescalate the situation. I'm not trying to find a way out of it. I'm literally like fully engaged and ready for whatever at this point. After I, you know, separated my friend and was like telling her like running your house, going your house, you know, I don't know if the police are coming or what. Cause at this time, like neighbors were outside. It was a hot mess. As she was going into the house, the girl that she was fighting with, she hit me. There were like neighbors and things like this around us at this point too, because they also were involved with trying to, you know, separate everyone and get everyone to just like go away and go back in the house. And so when she hit me, neighbors actually were re-engaging to like de-escalate the situation and I lost control. I really don't know what happened. I don't know. I reached the point of no return. I just know like the girl was laying down on the ground when I kind of came to and I walked into my friend's house. And shortly after I walked into the house, a police officer actually walked into the house behind me and arrested me like immediately. So. I went to jail. I, you know, was charged with um, some different forms of battery and all these different things. Even in those moments, did not feel like I was at fault in any way. I did not feel like my actions were out of control. I didn't feel like anything that I did warranted me being in trouble. Like, I even remember at one point saying, like, so three girls got into a fight tonight, but only one of us went to jail. It took me going through that process and me like actually finally feeling like later, later, later down the line that I'm going to either, if I continue to rage in this way, I'm going to end up dead or in jail. That was a big part of my existence for a very long time. I had not realized how the things that I was, you know, exposed to as a child, like I grew up in a household where I received whoopings for everything. So if you don't know what a whooping is or whooping is another word for spanking or, you know, 
I got I got whoopings for everything. So if you got a bad grade, you got a whooping. If you didn't do a chore, you got a whooping. If you did not, you know, do anything that was asked of you or expected of you, you got a whooping. I was also living in a house with parents that argued and, you know, things always escalated. It was just like a very volatile situation. And I was also told as a child, I have sisters. So like if my sisters were ever in a situation where they were in danger or somebody was bothering them, that it was my responsibility as the oldest child to defend them physically. And if I did not defend them physically, like the response was, if you're outside the home and there is a fight that your sister are involved in if you don't fight together when you get home you will have to fight me so I was conditioned in a way as a child where yelling arguing physically fighting was how you solved conflict I lived in that space and I was surrounded by other people with that kind of mindset for you know my earlier years where I was being shaped and I as an adult on top of other traumas traumas that I experienced when I became a young adult I honestly did not know any better I did not think of any better if someone argued with me or yelled at me I automatically became defensive I automatically felt like this means I'm supposed to argue back I'm supposed to say mean things back I'm supposed to hit you back like I never even thought of another way to resolve conflict outside of aggression. So I'm like 23, 24 years old, somewhere around there, when I finally met a fight that had real consequences. Like I said, in the beginning, it didn't, it didn't affect me or it didn't shake me moving through the process later and realizing like, wow, like this is going to have some consequences that you may not ever be able to return from is when I kind of started shifting for the first time. Now there's been, and I'll talk about these as the season goes on, there's been a lot of different shifts in my life and a lot of different times where I've, you know, had these kind of aha moments where it was like, okay, you're not okay these behaviors aren't okay and you have to do something about it you have to figure out how to do something about it when i was in that headspace that those things weren't there i i want you to know too like i don't blame my parents for the choices that i made but i do acknowledge that i was still only operating within the scope of my of my capabilities. I didn't have a lot of tools and resources that were shown to me or given to me. So a lot of the things that I did obviously were as a result of that. However, I do 100% now in this day acknowledge that I had the opportunity to do better, to learn better, to know better, and to be better. I was just choosing not to. I was choosing to only work with the resources that were given to me. And that part is what I have to be accountable for. And that was also something that I learned that's something that I have to be accountable for, but I also have to give myself grace and forgive myself for too. And I have, obviously, like I I always say, like I forgive you for all the things that you did when you simply didn't know any better. And I've moved on and made a promise to myself to always try to do better. Not try to be perfect, but try to be a better person and to make better decisions and to not revert back to things that I'm familiar or comfortable with. Not necessarily knowing if the new course that I'm taking is the right one or 
the best one, but knowing that it's much better than what I was choosing to do before because I'm choosing to do something positive versus negative. So I hope that that story kind of helps you understand like where I'm going with this and why I chose to talk about reactions and responses and active listening today just to kind of break it up and let you know the difference between like a reaction and a response reactive and responsive behavior are terms that are like commonly used to describe how individuals or systems react to being stimulated or to um, environmental changes so they share similarities but they have um, very distinct characteristics Reactive behavior um, refers to responding to stimuli or events after they have occurred. So um, it's usually automatic or instinctual. So that's why I was saying like I used to respond to things in a very reactive way. It was always immediate with me. There was no, there was no thought. It was always like impulsively or emotionally driven. I never, I never stopped to consider what was taking place. I never stopped to acknowledge my feelings about what was taking place. I never stopped to even hear my opponent. It was a response that was very immediate and influenced by my emotions and by my past experiences and uh, sometimes even by external pressures because when you are well I'll say for me being a reactive explosive person also attaches a reputation to you so I had a reputation for being able to cut people down verbally I had a reputation for hitting people macing people you know, I showing up with a keychain with padlocks on it. Like I had a reputation for being ready to fight and I wasn't like the strongest, the biggest, the baddest, the toughest. I wasn't a, a thug or somebody that wanted to be that way. I was literally hurt and angry and I had so many feelings in me and so many traumas in me and I did not know what to do with them. So I did the only thing that I was taught to do with them and that was fight. And I can, again, use myself as an example here. A great example of being reactive is like a person who suddenly insults a reactive person and then the reactive person responds immediately with anger, frustration without considering the consequences of their reaction. So that is like reactive behavior. And that is a space that I lived in for a very long time. Responsive behavior is behavior that involves like thoughtful and intentional reactions. Instead of reacting immediately or instinctively, a responsive individual takes time to process the situation. They consider various options and they make more deliberate and conscious decisions on how to respond to what is happening to them versus just jumping out of their seat. So like in order to be responsive, it requires you to have a sense of self. Self-awareness needs to be involved. Empathy needs to be involved. And the ability to control your emotions has to be present. Like a responsive individual, they tend to be calmer um, in difficult situations. Like they consider the impact of their actions on others before responding. If they're faced in critical moments, 
um, responsive people take time to understand the other person's perspective. They are very thoughtful and constructive with their responses versus being defensive. Here's a couple things that I want to share with you to let you know, like if you are a, you might not be as extreme as me. You might not have been like a street fighter, <laughs> but just like something to think about if you are wondering, do I, do I have like reactive behavior or am I a responsive person? It can be something as simple as like being reactive can be like something as simple as like uh, how you respond to a loud noise. Like if somebody slams a door and like, do you like jump? Do you flinch when you hear sudden sounds? Like, and not saying like, this is like the defining factor, but these are just like certain examples that come up in defining are you you know, reactive to certain things. I guess it's like how, if you hear a loud noise, like, do you jump? Do you flinch? Do you like, how do you respond to that? Do you yell when you're provoked or criticized? Or do you think that when someone's speaking to you, do you feel like you're always being provoked or criticized? And when someone's speaking to you and you feel that way, do you do you stop to process and ask yourself, why am I feeling that way? You know, what's going on with me right here? Do you take the time to assess yourself before continuing a conversation with someone? Or do you start like raising your voice and going, you know, nuts on a person? Do you snap out of, you know, frustration? Like if you're feeling frustrated or overwhelmed, do you snap? Are you a procrastinator? Like when you feel overwhelmed, do you put things off and avoid it? Do you ignore your triggers? The warning signs that are in you when it comes down to proceeding with an action that could have potential consequences. Are you the type of person that likes to retaliate after being insulted? You like, do you, I got to read that. Are you like that? You know, do, do you often like, take things the wrong way and feel humiliated? Or do you think that when you are humiliated or verbally assaulted, that your counteraction needs to be to physically attack someone? For an example, a kid cutting up in the store on their parent and their parent is being extremely calm and extremely patient. And, you know, they're trying to help their kid work through their emotions. But do you just perceive that as like the parent not doing their job not, you know, showing up for the kid and being a disciplinarian. And do you be like, have you ever been in a store and seen that and been like, uh-uh, not me, wouldn't be my kid. Mm-mm. I'll whoop that little, you know, like, do you do things like that? Do you think that way? That could be a sign of you being reactive. And like I did, have to take time for yourself to kind of get to the bottom of, well, why do I think that that is an okay response to this situation and you know what do I have going on just kind of let that sit with you for a while and work on it ways that I've learned to come out of this trust me I'm a work in progress I'm not perfect I go through this every day especially I have two small children so I found your kids will show you about yourself real quick and I've learned being a mother that I wasn't as patient as I thought I was. I wasn't um, as resolved as I thought I was. And there are a lot of times where I have to pause and breathe because I have this dialogue in me. Like when my kids do something, even though I'm an extremely intentional parent, 
and I, you know, read books and listen to parent coaches and all these things. And I try to gather as much information as I can to be the best mom. And I try to employ all of the different tools that I've learned and techniques that I learned. And if they don't work, I try to find a new skill set and try that with my kids. But I have this inner dialogue that is with me from my childhood that I have to stop and acknowledge when I'm feeling triggered and work through so that I don't do some of the things to my kids that were done to me. So like an example of how I have been choosing to be responsive instead of reactive, even in my parenting, you know, when my kids are, when my kids are kidsing, you know, kids just want what they want. So if I'm like, hey, you it's time to clean up or hey it's time to put the tablet down or oh we're not going to do this today and they meet me with their big emotions because they just want to do what they want to do and they just want to be kids and you know mommy's killing the fun I don't look at my kids as they're being bad or they're being disobedient and they don't want they're deliberately not doing what I'm asking of them because they are you know going against the regime I don't I don't employ that mindset even though that negative self-talk will come and say they not listening oh you should get a whooping um that's just because that was what was happening with me when I was a kid that's what was taught to me that was what was enforced on me and what they ultimately thought was supposed to be done with me so when those thoughts creep in when I'm in challenging situations um I pause and I breathe because um I'm being faced with triggering conditions that take me to times that I've experienced in the past and Now that I'm more self-aware, when I take those moments and I pause and I reflect on those and I take deep breaths and I say, okay, this is what's going on with me, but this is not what we're, what I'm going to do. Um, And I start to regain my composure and that prevents me from having impulsive reactions that prevents me from, you know, having outbursts with my children and it helps me regain my footing and find a way to navigate through whatever challenges I may be facing so that I can, you know, say, hey, you know, I know you don't want to pick up the toys right now. I know playing is fun, but our playtime minutes are up. We have to move on to something different. We can play with that tomorrow if it's bedtime or we can play with that after dinner, whatever the case may be. It helps me, you know, refocus on what I'm trying to accomplish with the kids and say, hey, this is what we, we have going on right now. This is what we need to do. And we can come back to this later versus yelling, screaming, hitting, you know, doing things that won't serve them well. And that will ultimately ensure that they end up being in the same condition that I was in and that I'm coming out of. The show is called Selective Hearing for a reason. And I always say we have to listen to ourselves before we can effectively listen to others and practicing active listening starts with yourself like you have to train yourself to be an active listener to yourself so that you can understand others better you have to give yourself time to process what you are saying to yourself before succumbing to things and responding like you have to listen without interrupting like don't avoid what you're feeling and what you're going through And don't form immediate judgments against yourself. When you stop doing these things to yourself, you won't do these things to other people. Be self-aware. Learn to be self-aware. Learn to identify what your triggers are. Be aware of the things that, you know, stimulate you and that invoke strong 
emotional responses like be aware of these things so that when they come up you can recognize what they are and you can deal with them like when you understand what your triggers are that can help you prepare and better manage yourself in situations more effectively and like empathize with yourself so that you can empathize with other people so you can put yourself in their shoes and see what situations they're coming from because I can guarantee when I was out here fighting with people and arguing with people and people were fighting with me and arguing with me it was because we probably came from similar situations and we were meeting each other in the mud with the same mindset once I got to a point where I started to understand that, that helped me not only extend grace to myself, but to other people. Me learning how to respond to myself and be more understanding of myself and my situation helped me do that for other people and become less reactive. Understand that and like give yourself grace and, and learn to be a little more kinder with yourself and forgiving with yourself. And always take time to just reflect on your emotions. Like pay attention to your emotional state in all situations and recognize when you're feeling angry or stressed or anxious and you try to identify with those underlying causes that elevating to that level of self-awareness can help you control impulsive reactions. And we do on this show, I know you hear us on the show all the time, for me, And I, (laughs) I feel, I think, I know, I went through, for me, this XYZ was XYZ. Say, because using I statements when expressing yourself, using I to convey your feelings and your thoughts without blaming others, you know, being accountable. um, This approach is a way to promote healthy communication with people. And it can stop the defensiveness between you and other people. This is another thing that comes up on the show all the time. Practice mindfulness. Use things like meditation or deep breathing exercises to help you with like improving your emotional regulation and help you stay in a calmer mind. Mindfulness can really like help you observe your thoughts and your feelings And when you're taking time to go through those processes, you're eliminating that immediate, you know, reactive, you know, that immediate reactive response. So take that time with yourself and make sure like you consider the consequences. I shared the story about my fight today because I wanted you to understand that like the things that we do have consequences. And when I was not taking the time to listen to myself, not taking the time to feel or to understand the things that I was feeling in myself and I was just jumping out my seat with my fist balled up, I wasn't thinking about the consequences. The consequences for me, the consequences for the people I was coming at, I wasn't thinking about the potential impacts that these things could have. I didn't think about like the words I was using, how those words were gonna stick with people. Just like when ugly words were used with me, how those things stuck with me. I didn't think about any of that when I was negative. The only thing I was doing was going ham and setting fires everywhere and just walking away. Now I'm responsible and accountable and even truly apologetic, not only to myself, but to the people that I hurt. So it's really important for you to take responsibilities for your actions. Like I shared in the fight story, I wasn't accountable. I I, I didn't feel like there was any level of responsibility on my part 
And then I had that aha moment where I realized like I, I have some things that I'm going through the way that I'm handling those things isn't right. And I need to find a way to do better. Acknowledging that isn't easy. It wasn't an easy thing for me to do, but it was a necessary thing for me to do. And even as I continue on my journey, like that was that was one of the very early aha moments. I can't I can't even count how many I've had over the years. But in every single aha moment that I've had, it started with me taking responsibility for me, even though those things were really, really tough. Um, Like I said, uh, it was necessary recognizing that I had control over how I respond and react and take responsibility how um, I was replying to things and learning to avoid blaming others for my emotional responses. That is something that I still work through today. And one of the biggest things that I have learned from one of my life coaches, like shout out to life coach Casey Marie, because she definitely hit me with this early on was you cannot control anyone on this planet. You don't have control over anyone on this planet, not even your kids. The only person that you can control, the only person that you whose actions you're responsible for are your own. It all starts with me. So no matter how upset I am, angry I am, no matter, you know, if I felt like you did me wrong, you did me wrong, like no matter what it is, the outcome of that, the the reaction to that, the response to that, the the control over that. The only thing in that situation that I can control is me. Accepting that, learning that, and moving through that process has been extremely difficult, but it has also been very rewarding. Because once you realize that you don't have control over anything out here except for yourself, you lose a lot of dead weight. This show is about talking about these kind of things. This show is about, you know, bringing these discussions to the forefront and normalizing these kind of discussions and helping people wherever you are, whatever kind of journey you're experiencing or you're tackling right now. It's about support. I'm going to tell you, like, if you're experiencing anything or if you can relate to this conversation today, get support, get feedback. I have a lot of, you know, guests that come here for that very reason to offer you support, offer you feedback. Um, There's a lot of, on my resource page, um, there's also just a lot of information out there that you can research to try to find the help and support that you need. You also like talk to family members that you trust, friends that you trust, um, therapists, life coach, other people out there that can help you where you need help and that can provide input and support to help you improve, especially um, if you're reactive or responding in negative ways to things. Remember that like being more responsible, being more responsive is like a very gradual process. Like I said, um, I spent my entire childhood and young adult life well into, you know, my, my 20s, I'm, I'm knocking on 40 right now, overcoming this because the short period of time that I spent in my household as a child shaped me in a way where I spent, you know, a lot of my life outside of the home being reactive and violent. So just know, like, it, you can change, you can, you know, make a difference in your life. And 
know that it took time to get in these positions. It takes time to get out. So it's a gradual process that will require um, practice and patience. Know like making mistakes are okay because you're not seeking perfection. You're seeking being better. Learning from things means that you are improving your ability to respond thoughtfully. And that's the, the most important thing. So like congratulate yourself for those things. And um, I would like to leave you with a couple of, so like mindfulness exercises that you can do, like while you're on your your journey to finding the, the proper support team to help you navigate these waters, some mindfulness exercises that I believe worked really well for me, breathing. Like find a quiet place to sit, remove yourself from situations that are like triggering or, you know, or if you can't like just stop. And even if you have to close your eyes to focus your attention on your breath, like, or you had to zone out for a second just to like breathe and feel like the sensation of all the anxiety and, and that rah, rah, like feel that, like that need to like go there, like leave your body, um, there's other things that, you know, work um, to help you on this, you know, journey, like uh, body scans. So like you will lay down and scan your body from like head to toe, pay attention to like each part of your body and pay attention to any of the sensations or tensions and like don't judge yourself allow yourself to feel so you can start allowing yourself to process feelings because like one thing that I found that I would do is I would stuff things away tuck things away avoid things and then later on end up exploding because I had not acknowledged any of the things that were taking place with me so I wasn't resolving it like I think that we've been taught kind of to not feel I know I went through not feeling for so long or thinking that I wasn't feeling that I was having the craziest most like explosive outbursts when everything would just come to a head other things that I've found to help me were like uh like five sense exercises so like pausing for a moment and noticing five things around me um can I touch things uh can I you know smell things can can I uh find things that help like ground me and help me with like processing whatever is happening around me and why I'm starting to you know feel the way that I feel and again these things are when you're focusing on yourself and you're focusing on grounding yourself you are removing that immediate re response to whatever is happening and that will give yourself the opportunity to work through that issue and ultimately respond in a healthier way. Practice gratitude. I talk about gratitude a lot. Take time in your day to reflect on the things that you're grateful for. Write them down in a journal. Acknowledge them in your mind. I know when I have rough days, I journal about, you know, the things that I'm grateful for. And if my day continues to be a little funky, I always circle back around to that that those things that I'm grateful for just to remind myself of what my life is really truly about and where the focus should be sometimes just take time to do nothing to sit quietly and observe yourself pay attention and listen acknowledge your needs respond to them in a healthy way just have those move through 
and let go moments. And like I said, I'll circle back around to this before I go too. take a few minutes to like appreciate yourself. Appreciate the small things around you, like the sunset or birds or your kids playing, you know, take time out to acknowledge all the small things around yourself and take time to appreciate those things. And also like take time to appreciate yourself and celebrate your small wins. Like don't always look for the the big win the you know like everything that you do is something that should be celebrated so acknowledge your small wins and appreciate them and you know honor yourself for that give yourself grace on a daily basis give yourself the time and the space that you need to grow don't judge yourself blame yourself or shame yourself for those moments where you fall short instead of learn take those as an opportunity to learn So I hope that today I shared a few things that you found to be helpful. I will be back next week. So until next time, this is Selective Hearing.